Hello, hello, and welcome to today's podcast. Um, my name is Beatrice Yakubo, founder of Social Marketing Success. And within this podcast, I will be talking about building your business with using social media. I recently launched a book which is uh, entitled Same, Building Your Business Using Social Media. The question is, how do you build your business using social media? Because social media has been taken for granted for such some time now, even though evidence upon evidence prove that uh, using social media is quite effective when it comes to business. Unfortunately, because majority of people use social media for socialization, it becomes a problem or something that people don't even conceive as a useful tool or a valuable marketing um, strategy. But within this book, I have proven beyond doubt that social media is one of the key pillars of your marketing strategies if you want to succeed online. There are various ways of marketing online, of course, but social media provides you with the direct uh, means with which you can gain access to your potential clients and, of course, be able to transform them into paying customers. In fact, looking at the other models of, um, of marketing, social media provides you the ability that you can literally network directly with whoever you want to, um, could be potentially your client. And of course, uh, with time, they get to know you, they get to like you, they get to trust you and will do business with you. Why are people not, um, not really using this facility? There are various reasons. Now, let's talk about even why it's important in the first place before I come back to why people are not using social media. Why is social media important in this day and age? Number one, I don't remember the last time I ever went shopping just to buy things uh, in the high street. Most of my shopping is done online, including groceries. So everything I shop these days is online. And I bet for many, many people is the same thing because we are crushed for time in most of uh, most most instance. You know, the fact and the other thing is also the, that the fact that buying online is so easy and simple, even with clothes. You can buy it, fit it. If it doesn't fit, then you can send it back. So that barrier of, oh, I need it to fit before I can buy has actually been crushed. And there are so many platforms that you can buy online. So it is it is not, um, with one click, for instance, with uh, Amazon, you can buy whatever you want. And with the easy payment access with, um, with PayPal, it is easier to buy anywhere. So buying has changed. The way we buy, um, the way we do shopping, the way we do business has changed. And if customers are changing in this line of uh, shifting to social media, um, I mean, shifting to the online buying, the other thing that you should consider is that uh, as a business owner, you need to be present online because if the customers are online, 
then of course you need to be online to be able to attract their attention. But when I talk about online, I'm not talking about being having just a website because websites we have over two, three, how many billions of websites in the world, and also uh, web visitors. People visit websites they know predominantly. Now, occasionally, somebody might type something on Google and then a website will pop up. But what happens is that if if, you, if the person click on it and get onto that website, there are set, several things that must stand out. Otherwise, if uh, nothing looks familiar and if they don't even see the results that they are looking for, they will click right away. So, and that is even if, your website will be able to pop up because uh, before you can get your website to rank, it takes quite a long, long time. In fact, if you have all the SEO, that is search engine optimization ability to get your website to rank, it takes about three to six months before you can even see a green shoots of um, progress in terms of your website coming up the the ladder or within Google. And if that is the case, in fact, it's often said that when your website is on page two of Google, forget it. Because how many people normally would go to page two of Google? Just a handful, just, you know, the odd one out will go on page two of Google. So if your website is on page two of Google, you are not going to become visible. Another thing is that people will not necessarily go on Google and type your website on. Why? Because uh, your if you are a small business owner, chances are your business is not known worldwide and your business is not known in greater terms that people can remember the name. Most Websites that people will type in are websites that have been in existence for some time, websites that have branding names that they know already. They are the ones that they will type on Google. And it also, it comes when the people type on Google, it is when they really, really want to buy. Not everyone wants to buy at the same time, but you can nurture people into the point that they will believe and trust in what it is that you offer uh, so that when the time comes for them to buy, then the decision is easier. And sometimes it's even not when the time comes to buy. Sometimes it's just by actually educating people on what you do. They get to believe that, oh, if this person has been able to do this, then, you know, potentially I could do it as well. I often say about uh, Caroline, even though Caroline has got over 10 years of experience in business, but when I saw her on on um, on the TV channel, Channel 4 Secret Millionaire Programme, I was thinking, wow, if she can do this, you know, potentially I can do that, even if I don't make that kind of money. But at least I would be able to become financially free, be able to generate income enough to pay, settle my children's school fees and get become financially free. So by connecting with people, you would be able to gradually get them to understand the concept that if you can do it, then they can do it. You can only do that on, in, on, on Facebook, you can do that on Instagram, you can do that on Twitter, you can do that on Google or LinkedIn. The other thing that you can, you can do on, on, on social media is you actually getting them to understand your expertise. And sometimes 
people who are yet to start or people who are yet do not know what, what they really want to do, for instance, um, see people who are players on social media as the gurus, so to speak, and they feel that you are uh, people. They are already well advanced, and for that reason, I will not be able not be able to ever reach them. But by you connecting with people and actually um, nurturing them and guiding them through the process, um, through your stories, through whatever it is that you post, through motivation, they will get to understand that yes, it is doable. Yes, it is possible. Yes, this pain I have. I can eliminate it, this difficulty I have, I can do um, X, Y, Z to be able to curtail it and, and to move my life forward. And social media is important in another aspect because uh, it is estimated that every second somebody, uh, uh, I can't remember the figure now, but like millions of people go on social media. That is really crazy because um, the social media platforms are so many online, uh, especially when it comes to um, to Facebook, for instance. Almost everyone that is uh, having a Facebook account have an app. And you know what? Our mobile phones are our computers in hand these days. Nobody goes anywhere without their computer. Nobody goes within an inch without their computers. In fact, one of my mentors used to say, during the night when people are, uh, are ready to go to bed, they don't even really consider these days whether their partners are charged or not. <laughs> even though it sounds funny. But, you know, people don't really look after their partners the way that they look after their phone. So the, a person who is going to bed will ensure that their phone is fully charged and um, warbitize them or the day is often normally seen as ruined if somebody wakes up in the morning and then their phone has a low battery and then they have to go to work uh, and so on and so forth. So mobile phones has become crucial. In fact, there is a word for it, uh, nomophobia, um, the fear of losing your phone. And people will go crazy when they lose their phone because they go crazy for several reasons. They go crazy because they can't contact friends and the data that they have on the phone will be lost and so on and so forth. But predominantly, it's the socialization bit that is driving people to use uh, social media quite a lot. You know, uh, it is estimated that people spend about three to five hours a day on, on uh, social media. And in fact, um, recent research showed that, um, I think it's by The Guardian, said that people spend a whole day a week on, on like 24 hours a week on social media. So like cumulative aspect, if, um, if, if they spend a few hours a day, a few hours a day, and add if it's added up within seven days, the person, on average, people would have, somebody would have spent, um, would have spent 24 hours on, on social media. So that's quite a lot of hours that people are on social media. And so that is the key reason why, as a, a, a business owner, you should be on social media, because if you are, if you really want to do business, and of course you can't wait for Google, the point is that you have the opportunity 
to uh, to find your potential clients on there because if over two, three billion people are on, on social media, that is like half of the world population potentially, chances are you will meet the part, the kind of people that you really want to meet. You would um, you will be able to attract them if you do certain things right, if you really look for them, uh, have the ability to do this, have the skills to be able to attract the right audience to your platform. You have the chance to attract whoever you want to attract onto your, your platform and eventually to be able to do business with you. In fact, and this has been proven several times. And in my own case, when I met Caroline, when I um, when I found Caroline on TV, finally I was able to meet her courtesy of social media because it was on this uh, platform that she posted that uh, she was coming to London and uh, I had been wanting to meet her for all that I follow her, to, for all that I see her do online and, um, you know, just encouraging and motivating people on a day-to-day basis. Uh, she, she, she's like an adult to me, so to speak, because it's, that's huge to find somebody who has that kind of, uh, uh, caliber is is not is not very common these days. So I I wanted to see her, and then so the only way that I was able to find out that she was coming to London because we hadn't met before, and of course um, she didn't know me. And the only way I could get to know that she was coming to London was through social media. So in effect, if you want to meet people, if you want to meet even whoever you. See, you've seen somewhere and you think that, yes, I can meet this person. Yes, I would like to do business with this person. Chances are you would be able to meet that person on social media. So just bear that in mind. And so coming back to the reason why people are reluctant on using social media, uh, as alluded to earlier, the, the, the difficulty is that people think use social media, take social media for granted, <laughs> In fact, 90 people, 95% of people actually use social media for socialization. And for that reason, people do not see it as something that has a value. But come to think of it, if uh, Max Zuckerberg started um, started Facebook, for instance, uh, in 2004, which is what, how many years down the lane? 15 years and he is already a billionaire and, and, and moving the world um, in this powerful way. It means that there is something special. It means that this, not, not only Facebook, each of the social media platforms didn't start with billions. They started with maybe one, they started with one person and then congregated and then started a program and then gradually because they have the power of people behind, because they have following, gradually they were able to use the data to actually uh, become valuable. And that is what you should do as um, as a business owner, because data is the most important thing that businesses look for. It's the most important thing that businesses strive for. And in fact, it is often said that when a business is sold for millions of, um, for, of dollars, Normally, it's not because on, it's not based on solely the processes of the business, but it's also based on the fact that uh, they uh, based on the fact of data. 
So how, how what's their customer base? Uh, what are their hot leads? And so on and so forth. And within social media, you would be able to get those kind of data if you do things right. You'll be able to get people, linking up with people who are like-minded and who would potentially either do business with you or collaborate with you in one way or the other. The other uh, reason that I hear people say they don't use a social media is that they think that social media is a waste of time and, and I think that it's also because of lack of skills as well and lack of knowledge because if you look at um, uh, companies like uh, Russell Branson with ClickFunnels, that company is a huge, you know, it turned what, within, it launched in 2015 and within by this time, 2019, it's already made 100 billion plus, million, sorry, 100 million plus. That is huge. But guess what? The owner is, that's Russell Brunson, is on Facebook every day. And I mean that every, literally every day because most of my work is done on, on, on Facebook and I don't miss Russell Brunson. He's doing live, he's doing um even if he's not there personally <laughs> at some point, his, um, his, his ads are always running. They are forever running and they are different and various forms of, of ads that are going on. So those are the reasons why uh, people don't think that social media is valuable. But you know, that, you know what? Several evidences point to the, the contrary that you can be profitable on or being on social media, provided you know what you're doing, provided you know how to drive drive traffic. And the beauty of it is that you have two options. You can drive the traffic organically by just uh, linking up with people and actually networking with people, or you can drive um, traffic by a paid traffic. Paid traffic means that you pay Facebook or whichever traffic source that you are, or whichever social media platform you're on to drive traffic to your offer. And uh, most um, most marketers would go on uh, to do paid traffic because in as much as they, they love to do uh, to do to do organic, it is often said that there is nothing, there's no free lunch. So when you say organic, it means you're not using your money, of course, but you are using your time. And time is of essence to any business owner. Time is of essence to any entrepreneur. So they would rather pay traffic, pay for traffic, and get the traffic be multiplied by, especially Facebook. You know, so with Facebook, you can literally tell Facebook that you know these are my potential clients. Can you find the people who look alike, um, whose behavior are similar to these people? And target them with this uh, with this ad. So those are the powerful powerful things that you can do on social media. And of course, if you have been wondering, if you have been thinking, if you have been neglecting this part of um, this part of your business, it's time to rethink again. It's time to refocus. It's time to um, to to actually deliberate on what it is that I could get on social media. What is it that you I could um, I could 
change that will make my social media campaign come alive. So I'm leaving the links in the description below so that you can tap in, uh, download the uh, the free ebook on how to build your business on social media. And of course, thanks for listening. And I hope you take the opportunity. Uh, the book is free. You just need to key in your email address and I'll get that sent to your inbox straight away. Thanks for listening once again and take care. I will speak to you soon. Bye. Hello there. This is Beatrice Yakubu, founder of Social Marketing Success. And in today's episode, I would like to give you five tips with which you can promote your business online. In fact, there has never been a time like this where your computer is in your hand 24-7. And that I literally mean that <laughs> your computer is your mobile phone and our mobile phones um, do not detach from us. In fact, some people really feel ill if they happen to forget their mobile phone uh, at home for one reason or the other. So the use of it is not just to... Uh, connect with friends and family and uh, take pictures and so on and so forth. You can literally use your mobile phone as a business, uh, as, a, as a powerful uh, marketing tool for your business. And if you haven't got a business on social media or you haven't got an online business, in fact, keep listening to me because um, I would be able to show you from step-by-step step with which you can get yourself, your message out there on social media and eventually get uh, clients to come in to do business with you. Yeah. So in today's episode, the first step with which you can promote your business online is by the use of a social media. Yes, I would not <laughs> go anywhere else. I, I would not start from anywhere else but for social media. Why? Because social media is where everyone is. Potentially, in fact, over 2 billion people are on social media on a daily basis. That is like what? Nearly one-third of the world's population on a daily basis on social media. Um, mobile phone average use currently is about, I mean, social media currently um, presence is about two to five hours or three to five hours a day, that's, you know, that's a part-time hours. <laughs> and within a week, you have, uh, if you would use those hours effectively, that is a lot of hours that you can use on your part-time online business. You don't even need to do anything extra. So social media, why is social media important? One, I have alluded to the fact that a lot of people are on social media, billions of people. And you might be wondering, come on, how can I reach out to billions of people? Relax, because you are not reaching out to all the billions of people. You are reaching out to your own people. And who are your own people, you may be asking. Your own people are the people that will listen to your message. Because whatever message you have, you are up your aim is to be able to communicate with these type of people who will listen to you. These type of people who are either going through what you have gone through or uh, trying to undertake the journey that you have been on. So those are the people who will listen to you. How can you find them? 
you can find them by thinking about okay who else in the in the in the world or who else in the business space is doing what i want to do and before you can say that no one else is doing what you want to do or what you, no one is else is doing what you want to do think carefully because tony robbins says success leave clues and whatever it is that you want to do chances are it has been done already in the point is when you are thinking in terms of no one else is doing what I want to do, it means that you are trying to reinvent the wheels and that is a pathway to failure. So you have to be looking at people who have done what you want to do, even if it is not exactly the same, but at least it has to be remotely close so that you can pick ideas from their platforms, you can pick ideas from their audiences, and then that can get you started. So by getting started, uh, by looking at your competition, you will be able to get started. And then choose one platform. When Once you do that, you will be able to um, concentrate and be present, because that is the word, be present on social media <laughs> you know what somebody told me that oh this Beatrice, this time when i want you i can always find you on facebook because seriously i do not go on my phone that much i am working on my laptop most of the time and where am i supposed to be i, I am on social media because that is where i connect with people that is where i find my clients and that is where how i help my clients too so um, be present. Be present, not just uh, being friendly to people, because, um, but also communicating your message. In fact, there are two ways that you can do it on social media. It's either they say to be in the friends zone or friendship zone, which is just being friendly without actually communicating your message, um, which is not good, or um, being uh, the let's get marriage on the first date. These are in quotes anyway, um, a kind of scenario where you are continuously telling people about your business. People are going to switch off and they are not going to be following you either way. So finding the right balance is uh, is the best thing to do so that in, in as much as you are doing the socialization bit, you are also incorporating the fact that you are there for business as well. So that is social media. And uh, social media requires the right post, the right um, content, the right um, connectivity and your ability to actually direct these people away from social media to your landing page, your website to be able to sell to them. So that's social media. The next thing is um, blogging. Blogging is, uh, <laughs> in fact, uh, Kim Jimenez, who is one of the ladies I follow. Kim, if you are listening, this is for you. I'm, you know, my daughter adore Kim because Kim is only in her late 20s. I think she is in her late 20s now. When I started following her, she was about in her mid 20s. Um, Kim is fantastic, and um, she says every business owner has to be blogging. And I, since I heard that from her, I've never um, stopped blogging because blogging does 
few things for your business. One, it gives you the SEO, which is the search engine optimization advantage because when people are searching, they are searching through words. And because Google is um, has put their, Google is the, the biggest search engine, right? And people go to Google to search when they're in need of something. In fact, um, uh, Anton Dupont, one of the marketers, really made a, dis- a dichotomy between the two. Uh, that's Google versus uh, versus versus Facebook. And he said, Facebook is when people go to socialize. Google is when people are in need of something. So people go to Google when they are in need of something. And guess what? If your keyword is what they type in, they are going to find you. They are going to find your blog. They are going to find your website. And potentially, if you do this right, they are going to be connecting with you. Probably not buying from you the first time, but at least if you do this correctly, you're catching their, um, capturing their details, you can carry on linking up with them, carry on providing them value to the point that they will understand you well enough to be able to buy from you. So blogging is a very important plus. Blogging actually um, puts you as the authority in your niche, in your field. Because if I am talking about social media marketing, if I'm talking about digital marketing and I cannot even write about it, then uh, where is my expertise? But at least if people can go on my website and see uh, that I I have blogs about uh, social about Facebook marketing, about Twitter marketing, about uh, Instagram marketing, about LinkedIn marketing, about how to get visible on social media, about how to do social media, how to do Facebook ads and things like that. Guess what? As long as that information has meaning for them, they are going to um, to connect with me and they are going to follow me and potentially we are going to be doing business together. So blogging is quite powerful. And if you are an entrepreneur who is not doing it, please, you need to. How can you get this off the ground? On Fiverr, um, you can pay five pound or five dollars and get somebody to write a blog for you. You don't need it to be a fancy blog. You just need about five hundred words. You just need it uh, to really carry the information that you think your people would need to listen to, and bingo, you would be able to um, to, to to get sorted with five pound or five dollars on Fiverr. So Fiverr is spelled. F-I-V-E-R-R dot com and whatever it is that you need about um, about online marketing is on there. Whatever assistant you need is on there. Do remember to check reviews anyway when you are doing this. So that is a blogging video. I like video. <laughs> Only just, you know, just about a year ago, um, when I started a videoing, it was really awkward. It was really difficult. It, it took me long, long time to even contemplate on showing my face on a video. Looking at a camera, looking at my face was difficult. But you know what? When there is a will, there will be a way. Because, and I often say this, this book, the Power, no, the um, magic of belief is a book, an audio that I listened to, and that is what gave me the 
the push to do this. And within this book, it talks about your ability, the, the power within you, your ability to do things that you want to do. You can always do it. That No one is judging you. No one is looking at you. But we often tend to... Um, to kind of focus on that, the fact that people might be watching, people might be um, critical. But what I often say is that um, if you are listening to, to to somebody, if you, I mean, we have all listened to people, we have been uh, watched people on videos before, and most of the time you don't often look at a person's picture. You are just concerned about how meaningful the person's words are to you. Unless, of course, you're following a celebrity. If you are following people for business sake, I don't think many people are listening um, to videos because they want to, to see how beautiful that person looks like. But that is always the thing that keeps us um, still in terms of coming out on video. And going back to the power of magic of belief, he talked about, I can't remember the name of the writer, but then if you type in magic of belief on Google or on, on YouTube, you'll be able to find the video. He talked about um, using the mirror technique. In fact, that really helped me a lot. And I posted that on, on Facebook and other social media platforms as well. Because the, the power of the mirror technique, he said, look at yourself in the mirror, stand still with your chest erect, with your attention, and look at into your the mirror directly, look at your eyes, look at your face, and, and just see how incredible you look. <laughs> you know, you might not believe this. But the thing is that everyone is unique in a very special way um but until you you, you go past this um judgmental attitude of yourself um it's, it, it, it is quite difficult it will be quite difficult to use a video so um anton dupong again talked about a video marketing and he says many the objection to video marketing is that I don't sound right I don't look right and I don't have the words to say what do you do? All these are in you. you who cares how you sound? <laughs> you know, the point is that as long as you're saying the right thing, nobody is really uh, concerned about how you sound. And the more you do it, the better you will get at it. Of course, you would not be perfect from the first get-go, but you would get better and better as the, 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 you progress with it. The other aspect of it is uh, you don't look right. Forget about looks because um, I looked at, in fact, before I started, I watched this video. And, and this is just really... That was a video that did it for me, in addition to the, the, the magic of belief mirror technique. Because this guy, he, he does a tech review on YouTube. If you see him, he's, he has this big beard, gray beard, and his face looked really massive. He, just, he doesn't care as long as he's giving the, the information. And I watched him, I watched him for, for 30 minutes talking about how to use um, Buffer to schedule your, um, your social media content. And after watching him, I was thinking, you know what, I just finished watching that man. Was I even looking at his face? No, I was just listening to what he was saying. And that was one of the things that, made me to, you know, to just put all the excuses away and then start to, 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 um, to 
to do videos. And uh, you don't know what to say is also another thing that you talk about. The point is you're doing business, for goodness sake. You're doing business and you're saving people. Just talk about the how-to. How do you do this? How do you um, how do you save your clients? How do you how do you answer your clients' questions? Those are the things. And if you are struggling for words, go to answerthepublic.com and type whatever niche that you are in, and you'll be able to find loads and loads of ideas that will get you started. So there you go. That's your video done. And you don't need a fancy equipment either. You just need your phone, and you can. Use your phone, you can just hold on to your phone or you can use a tripod to be able to do it. In fact, it's, it really sounds interesting me saying this because my mentor said this several times and I used to brush it off and off and off until such a point that I had to just, you know, stand up and did it. And it has been a wonderful experience ever since. So that is video. And that brings me to the, uh, the, the fourth point, Facebook Live. Facebook Live is so useful in terms of growing your business. Why? Because Facebook is competing with YouTube, whether it is official or not, that is what is going on. Facebook is competing with Google, competing with YouTube, and you having a live video is one of the things that they like because they know that you are um, the people are going to stay on their platform for longer. Why? Because majority of people like to listen to, um, to videos instead. And when you are live, because people are online all the time, you get instant interaction when you are on live, and that is what Facebook won. So the magic of um, actually getting organic reach on Facebook is about going on live because Facebook loves live, and you can use that video for multiple times and multiple things that you like. Uh, just be sure to, um, to type in the title of whatever you are going to start talking about with, and um, sometimes uh, it... You know, it depends on whether it is planned or not, because it might not be planned, because I do that a lot without planning. Um, if you, uh, if it is a planned uh, uh, live, you can send reminders to your people to uh, kind of state the time that you are going to be on live, and uh, sometimes you get more interaction with that. And if you are doing live, and the fact that people are also live and interacting, your page views go higher as well. So in effect, you are promoting your business just by being there live and answering people on how to, either you're answering or just um, talking about behind the scenes um, of, of your business or daily happenings within your business. So uh, during the weekend on Saturday, I, Friday, Saturday, I was on Facebook Live for uh, for the conference that I attended and just recapping the things that we learned. And on Saturday, one of the ladies I was speaking to was like, how do you do it? How do you do it? It was really funny because I thought, okay, okay, there we go. Because I could usually look at people and then fear those days I would think that how do they do it? And to get people asking me, how do you do it with such confidence? Um, it really made my day. So, yes, if you are starting now, 
it is you should have started yesterday but now is the best time to start and if you are already on kudos to you um just ensure that you remind people about when you are going to start and of course because that is going to be um getting you more views more likes more interaction and while you are on as well keep reminding people to click the like button i have um listened to this guy uh spencer lodge who is one of the big time marketers and, and sales guy spencer it does like about um 40 minutes or so on Facebook Live teaching. And I love this guy because when he's uh, calling to action, his call to action is usually really interesting. He says, where are my likes? Where are my love hearts? You know, you give me love hearts and I give you back more and more uh, value in terms of content. And I just love the way he does it really seamlessly. It doesn't feel like he's uh, asking for too much, but he's asking it in a fun way that gets people to send him the likes. The last but not the least is... Um, the same thing, YouTube. So when you do your videos, you need them to be on YouTube. YouTube is one of the second second highest search engine, according to Anton. I haven't investigated it myself, Anton Dupont, one of the big-time marketers. YouTube, the, the millennials, they say, are on YouTube all the time because they don't watch TVs these days. They watch YouTube. And if you are, uh, uh, people go to YouTube on to do how-tos or to look for how-tos stuff. How can you get your yourself out there? How can you get people to see you on YouTube? That is the biggest question. There are two, there are few skills or techniques that you can use when you uh, create your video. In fact, getting the video title is very important. And I have mentioned that using Answer the Public is one of the ways that you can use to get your video titles. And um, when you do, also check on uh, uh, your competitors' videos, titles, and see, okay, what are the questions that people are asking about? or what are the comments that people are making, and you can judge from there and then pick up your topic from that. And when you do, make it as informal as possible because the seriousness of being a corporate person or being um, a professional sometimes can put people off. Make it as lovely as possible. Yes, you have to be professional in what you say. You have to be laudable. You have to be visible. And you have to put subtitles on because, um, like they say, 80 to 90% of people watch YouTube videos, um, videos in general, without um without sound because people when people are working or they're in the in the you know, commute they don't really want to be listening to uh, to you so they would they would watch your videos on or with, with subtitles or even if they're listening uh if you if you have an accent like myself uh sometimes people will not understand you clearly or probably if your community with the people that you are serving are more uh, 
from different nations, you know, chances are other people aren't going to understand you as clearly as um, your native uh, language or your native tongue or, or your accent would allow. So by putting subtitles on, you get a people to uh, to understand you and follow you quite clearly. And when you are posting the, 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 the video, ensure that you put um, a caption, um, a description, and also lots of keywords that will get it ranking and also endeavor to get that video seen by as many people as possible. And this is something that I should be talking about in um, subsequent videos, how to get your video ranked, how to get it. Because once you, pu you publish it, it's got to be, you have to send it to social media with a, a, a a clip of live video and then linking to that one because if you send your YouTube video to social media, they will not promote it, especially with Facebook. And the other thing is also ensuring that you send the video to your links to your 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 email list and also ensure that you can send it to Fiverr again for uh, for people to kind of promote it on different platforms for you because the more views you get for the video on the first 24 hours, the, the, the likelihood chances that it's going to rank. And ranking your video is one of the things that you desire because uh, when your video runs, then you get more and more views and then uh, you get more visibility, your business get visibility. And of course, you would be able to make uh, a sale. So, those are the five tips and those are your social media, a platform, um, marketing on social media, using the blog to market, marketing with the videos, uh, marketing with uh, um, Facebook Live and also marketing with YouTube. So there you go. If you like this um, audio, if you like this podcast, um, connect with me on LinkedIn, Beatrice Yakubu too. Um, and same for Twitter, same for Instagram, and same for Facebook. And don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel, um, Beatrice Yakubu, as well. Thank you so much for listening. And of course, I will be on your way. I will be coming your way at some point in the near future. Take care. God bless. Hello there. It is Beatrice Yakubu, uh, founder of Social Marketing Success. This is your Social Marketing Success podcast where I discuss about how to grow your business using uh, digital marketing, using social media, and how to get yourself and your branding out there so that people can take you seriously, people can, um, can buy from you for you to be able to Make the money that you desire. Without further ado, let's uh, get started. In today's podcast, the question that I have for you is, what are you afraid of? I know. It is scary, isn't it? <laughs> you know what? Because, like somebody says, Fear is the thing that stops us from, that stops a lot of people from moving forward. Fear is um, Jack 
Jack Canfield described fear as um, false evidence appearing real. False evidence appearing real. In fact, when you are afraid of something, you are projecting that the future is going to be bad. But you're not even there yet. You are not, you haven't, you don't even know if you get there. But you're just afraid. And being afraid is the reason why many people don't take action. Many people would just leave where they are and just do what they've always done. In fact, I remember when I first came to this country and I I was working in the world, many people would say, oh, I've been in this for 20 years. I've been working in this world for 20 years. And I would look at them and think, how on earth can you just settle like that? For 20 years, you, you just doing what you do? You know, I, I, I couldn't see myself doing that, just doing one thing for 20 years, knowing that you are not going to go any further with that. You are not going to be, um, to be promoted beyond a certain level with that. Why would you do that? Why would... And I, I didn't understand it until, of course, now I know that the word is fear. People are afraid. They laugh the certainty of going to work every day, of meeting the same faces every day. But guess what? There are also the people complaining about work all the time. <laughs> That's really funny, isn't it? You know, Russell Brunson would say, there's no need for us in the Western world to be stuck and not to be able to improve our lives. Why? Because the country of uh, Europe, America, um, Australia, they are capitalist nation. And for that reason, Things have been put in place so that you can take risk as a business owner. And if things go well, fair enough, you win. If it doesn't, then you get some kind of support because that's the only way that you can try. That is the only, I think that is the thing that would encourage people to continue to try. And in fact, my mentor, Caroline, Caroline Marsh, would say she, has, she is yet to see somebody who has worked and worked and made money. Just, just pause and let that sink in. She is yet to see somebody who has worked and worked and worked and finally became wealthy. But the thing is, if that is the case, why is... 80 to 90% of people working, working their whole life. When I started work, I, um, you know, people who were in their 40s used to look old to me. <laughs> because I remember my school mom, um, she was just 40 then. But I remember seeing her so old because she had been working. I think at that time she'd been working for 20 years. And then she carried on after nursing. She carried on. She's recently retired anyway, but she's worked like 45 years in nursing, doing the same thing. 
of course, things are not going to change. Jim Rowe will say, it is um, Zig Ziglar, one of them, either Jim Rowe or Zig Ziglar. It is insane doing the same thing over and over again and expecting change. People don't like change. People don't like uncertainty because they are afraid. What is your fear? What is stopping you from stepping forward? What is stopping you from doing what you have always wanted to do? In fact, for me, I've always wanted to see things, to see the world, to travel, to not be bound by financial constraints, not be bound by work. I just wanted to be free, even with my children. I wanted my children to see so many places in the world, to see so many things in the world, to be able to have a conversation wherever they are with other people who are talking about different parts of the world. I want to be part of the conversation and, 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 and I want my children to be part of the conversation. But guess what? By being a nurse, I wasn't seeing that. There was no way that was going to happen. It wasn't going to happen, not because um, um, it, wasn't, it, it, it wasn't going to be me not making it happen. But it was just a circumstance. Because if you are a nurse with your starting salary of 22000 and you work for 10 years and your salary is still under 30000 guess what? You can't do much. So apart from trading your time for, for, for the money, that you don't see your children, you don't see, uh, you don't have your own liberty to do your own thing. You also do not even have the money to be able to enjoy yourself, to enjoy your life. So what's the point? Why do we not move? Why do we not do anything different? And I remember, again, at work, so many people are complaining. In fact, there's this lady even right now, she's still complaining. She is complaining every time, but she's not ready to do anything about it. So what's the point in complaining? And then again, Jack Canfield would say, um, you know, the things that people complain about are the things that they know they can change. <laughs> when I heard that, it was so funny. I was like, really? Yes. I think it's true because his analogy is that um, gravity, gravity makes people fall. If 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 an elderly person fall um, and break their hip, according to him, no one will blame gravity for that. No one will say, "Oh gosh, it's the gravity that made the person fall." So things that we cannot change, we accept them. But then things that we can, or things that we cannot change, we do not complain about them. But things that we can change are the things that we complain about. So that if you are complaining day in, day out about how bad your work is, which I hear a lot, <laughs> how bad your work is, like we are literally bickering, and especially for nurses, it's really, really awful. It is bad how we complain about work, how we complain about each other, how we complain about every patients, relatives. But then we're still there. There's nothing that you can do about it. Why don't you just do the work and stop complaining 
and probably develop yourself personally and move on. I mean, recently I uh, accompanied uh, a, a friend to a hearing in in the in the in our organization, the Nest Midwife Council, and uh, you know it was shocking to see how nurses are suffering, like literally are suffering. Because they've built this huge, they haven't built actually, they've hired this huge place. Um, it was about 18 hearing rooms and each of them, adjacent to each of them, has a waiting room. So that's how many? 36 rooms to interrogate nurses. Huh. I, I, I really, really felt that day. I am so glad that I'm doing what I do. I am so pleased that, you know, I'm, I'm not stopping. I'm not standing. I'm not letting fear hold me back because you are afraid to move. And then all of a sudden somebody reports you that you haven't done this. You haven't done that. You know, needless to say, she was cleared after three years of struggling with this guilt, struggling with an allegation. Three good years she couldn't work. So what am I saying? What I'm trying to say is that fear is the one that holds us back. And this fear is has paralyzed us. And the fear... A few letters, and it, it, that's it. Your, your life is going to be where it is. There won't be any improvement. There will not be any change. But guess what? When you push forward, when you move forward, when you just taking a deep breath and take that step, the liberty is unbelievable. The opportunities is phenomenal. Yes, there is a lot of struggle, there is a lot of uh, learning, and there is a lot of um, sacrifice. But you know what? They're building systems. And those systems are what is going to be the difference between trading your time for money every day and then building a business. The thing is, when I was starting, I read this book about uh, Robert Kiyosaki, uh, read that poor dad. Yeah, that one. In fact, anybody that has ever read it cannot be the same. There's no way that you are going to digest that book and still get up and go to work, come home, go to work, come home, go to work, come home. It is impossible because it will give you an awakening realization that you need to change your life, and it's only up to you to change your No one is going to do it for you. No one is going to come from anywhere and encourage you to do it. It is just you and you alone. Now, in this book, um, Robert Kiyosaki talks about um, a story in a village that the, uh, the village wanted water, so they called the people in the town square to talk about to, to bid for an hour, to bid, to be able to get a contract to supply the village with water. Two people won this bid, and, and one of them decided 
to build a tank. So he was busy building a tank, got his family involved, they built a tank, they did everything. And then the other one just disappeared. So everyone was worrying. What? You know, like, where, where is he gone? What is he doing? But of course he knew what he was doing. So while this first guy was building his tank and getting a bucket of water to put fetch water into the tank day in, day out, and all that in order to uh, fulfill his part of the contract, the second guy went to work. And guess what he was doing? He was trying to connect the river um, pipes to sweep the pipe, connect the pipes to the village so that the people would have a constant water supply. And so on the day of the uh, opening ceremony, I mean, the, the, the guy with the tank started selling. He was making money and he was happy because he, he didn't have any competition and his his uh, his competitor had left. No one knew where he was. But that was short-lived because when the guy that was doing the pipe work came back, he came and all he did was just to open the pipe. And then that was water, water straight from the stream. He did not have to do anything for the rest of his life. And I feel that is genius because most of us, that's what we fail to do, to build a pipe instead of a tank. So you continuously uh, go to the well to fetch water, go back, uh, go to go back and fetch water continuously to fill the tank or to do your house chores instead of um, tapping into the opportunity of using using tubes and pipes to to get the water from the stream to your house and that that will make your life you know super easy yes digging those um, trenches and laying the pipes is difficult it's super probably super difficult but guess what once it's all done it's done and all you do is just open your water that is similar to running a business because if you are able to put the systems in place all you ever need is to be there as an advocate to be there to promote the business and things are being sold on autopilot you don't have to do much um, after the beginning so if you are listening to me you know yourself you know what is in your heart you know that you want to rise up you know that you want to kiss goodbye to lack of money. You know that you want to be free financially. You know that the fact that you are always short of money really drives you nuts. The fact that you are always short of money is something that is not pleasant. The fact that you cannot go on holiday it's not nice. The fact that you cannot buy your children what they want is not good. The fact that you would go to work and leave your children not knowing whether they do their homework, how they ate and went to bed, um, how they not there to read bedtime stories for them. You know all these things. That you're worth more than that. That you can't just live your life and hoping for the best one day, or uh, just throwing your hands in the air and saying that, what can I do? 
You can do more. The reason why you are not doing is because you're afraid. You're afraid what if it doesn't work? You're afraid what if you fail? You're afraid what if people judge you? <laughs> you know what? Whatever anyone thinks of you is none of your business. It is their problem. thing is, you haven't heard it. In fact, I remember having a conversation with my, my mom way back in Ghana, and uh, she was uh, talking about this person that I need to do X, Y, Z for. And I said, for what? This person doesn't even know that I exist. And she says, oh, because of, she listed all her reasons. And then one of them is like, and if you don't do it, people are going to be talking. And I said, well, I'm not a child. That's number one. Number two, whatever they say, that's their problem. I won't even hear it, you see. So I think that this is the attitude that we need to have, to just go past that fear. Go past the fact that I might fail because what if you don't? Because if you don't, if you don't move forward, if you don't step forward continuously, you are going to be stuck and you are not going to move forward and actually enjoy life. Those holidays will continue to be a dream. Your children would grow up by themselves. And the, 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 <laughs> the thing that got me into this, really, is because I did not even want my children to have the £50,000 debt as, as they graduate from uni. Because that is just a no-no. Because the thing is, yes, we say that oh, it is government money that they would uh, they will pay for their school fees, but they have to repay the money. Fifty thousand for somebody to be able to clear fifty thousand before they even begin their lives—that's a big deal. So what would happen is that I mean, in my opinion, that they will not have time for for family. They will not have time for for me when I grow older. They will not have time for my grandchildren. And I always tell my girls, you need to look up at my grandchildren and then they will be laughing their heads off. So, like, if you think about all these things, it's not worth you staying where you are and hoping for the best. You might not stop working, but you can do something on the side. You know, you can do, you can, there are so many opportunities for you to be able to work and do part-time business instead of full-time. And gradually, you could replace your income, your work income, when, when, when your business grows and starts to, starts to uh, gain grounds in, in, in you earning income, significant income from it. You can give up your job. But that can only happen if you start if you go past the fear. So in a nutshell, what I'm trying to say is that the only way that is possible for you to move forward is to be able to push past those fears. So if you have been listening to me, 
it's a straightforward thing. Well, it's not straightforward to say the least. But whoever you have seen that has succeeded in life has fears. So your ability to step forward and to move past that is what will make you a winner and what will make you get your heart desire. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you have, if you like it, um, share it, give it a thumbs up, comment, send me your comments. And um, of course, I will be speaking to you sooner rather than later. Take care. God bless. Hello there. It is Beatrice Yakubu, uh, founder of Social Marketing Success. This is your Social Marketing Success podcast where I discuss about how to grow your business using uh, digital marketing, using social media, and how to get yourself and your branding out there so that people can take you seriously, people can, um, can buy from you for you to be able to make the money that you desire. Without further ado, let's uh, get started. In today's podcast, the question that I have for you is, what are you afraid of? I know, it is scary, isn't it? <laughs> you know what? Because, like somebody says, fear is the thing that stops us from, that stops a lot of people from moving forward. Fear is, um, Jack, Jack Canfield described fear as um, false evidence appearing real. False evidence appearing real. In fact, when you are afraid of something, you are projecting that the future is going to be bad. But you're not even there yet. You are not, you haven't, you don't even know if you get there. But you're just afraid. And being afraid is the reason why many people don't take action. Many people would just leave where they are and just do what they've always done. In fact, I remember when I first came to this country and I I was working in the world, many people would say, oh, I've been in this for 20 years. I've been working in this world for 20 years. And I would look at them and think, how on earth can you just settle like that? For 20 years, you, you just doing what you do? You know, I, I, I couldn't see myself doing that, just doing one thing for 20 years, knowing that you are not going to go any further with that. You are not going to be, um, to be promoted beyond a certain level with that why would you do that? Why would... And I, I didn't understand it until, of course, now I know that the word is fear. People are afraid. They laugh the certainty of going to work every day, of meeting the same faces every day. But guess what? There are also the people complaining about work all the time. <laughs> That's really funny, isn't it? You know, Russell Branson would say, there's no need for us in the Western world to be stuck and not to be able to improve our lives. 
Why? Because the country of uh, Europe, America, um, Australia, they are capitalist nations. And for that reason, things have been put in place so that you can take risk as a business owner. And if things go well, fair enough, you win. If it doesn't, then you get some kind of support because that's the only way that you can try. That is the only, I think that is the thing that would encourage people to continue to try. And in fact, my mentor Caroline would, Caroline Marsh would say she has, she is yet to see somebody who has worked and worked and made money. Just, just pause and let that sink in. She is yet to see somebody who has worked and worked and worked and finally became wealthy. But the thing is, if that is the case, why is 80 to 90% of people working, working their whole life. When I started work, I, um, you know, people who were in their 40s used to look old to me. <laughs> because I remember my school mom, um, she was just 40 then. But I remember seeing her so old because she had been working. I think at that time she'd been working for 20 years. And then she carried on after nursing. She carried on. She's recently retired anyway, but she's worked like 45 years in nursing, doing the same thing. Of course, things are not going to change. Jim Rowe would say it is um, Zig Ziglar, one of them, either Jim Rowe or Zig Ziglar. It is insane doing the same thing over and over again and expecting change. People don't like change. People don't like uncertainty because they are afraid. What is your fear? What is stopping you from stepping forward? What is stopping you from doing what you have always wanted to do? In fact, for me, I've always wanted to see things, to see the world, to travel, to not be bound by financial constraints, not be bound by work. I just wanted to be free, even with my children. I wanted my children to see so many places in the world, to see so many things in the world, to be able to have a conversation wherever they are with other people who are talking about different parts of the world. I want to be part of the conversation and, 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 and I want my children to be part of the conversation. But guess what? By being a nurse, I wasn't seeing that. There was no way that was going to happen. It wasn't going to happen, not because um, um, it, wasn't, it, it, it wasn't going to be me not making it happen. But it was just a circumstance. Because if you are a nurse you, with your starting salary of 22000 and you work for 10 years and your salary is still under 30000 guess what? You can't do much. So apart from trading your time for, for, for the money that you don't see your children, you don't see, uh, you, you don't have your own liberty to do your own thing, you also do not even have the money to be able to enjoy yourself, to enjoy your life. So what's the point? Why do we not move? 
Why do we not do anything different? And I remember, again, at work, so many people are complaining. In fact, there's this lady, even right now, she's still complaining. She is complaining every time, but she's not ready to do anything about it. So what's the point in complaining? And then again, Jack Campbell would say, um, you know, the things that people complain about are the things that they know they can change. <laughs> when I heard that, it was so funny. I was like, really? Yes. I think it's true because his analogy is that um, gravity, gravity makes people fall. If, if, if an elderly person falls um, and breaks their hip, according to him, no one will blame gravity for that. No one will say, oh gosh, it's the gravity that made the person fall. So things that we cannot change, we accept them. But then things that we can, or things that we cannot change, we do not complain about them. But things that we could change are the things that we complain about. So that if you are complaining day in, day out about how bad your work is, which I hear a lot, <laughs> how bad your work is, like we are literally bickering. And especially for nurses, it's really, really awful. It is bad how we complain about work, how we complain about each other, how we complain about every patient's relatives. But then we're still there. There's nothing that you can do about it. Why don't you just do the work and stop complaining and probably develop yourself personally and move on? I mean, recently... I uh, accompanied uh, a, a friend to a hearing in in the in the in our organization, the Nurses and Midwife Council, and uh, you know it was shocking to see how nurses are suffering, like literally are suffering, because they built this huge. They haven't built actually. They've hired this huge place. Um, it was about 18 hearing rooms and each of them adjacent to each of them has a waiting room. So that's how many? 36 rooms to interrogate nurses. Huh. I, 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 I really, really felt that day. I am so glad that I'm doing what I do. I am so pleased that you know I'm, I'm not stopping I'm not standing I'm not letting fear hold me back because you are afraid to move and then all of a sudden somebody reports you that you haven't done this you haven't done that you know needless to say she was cleared after three years of struggling with this guilt struggling with an allegation Three good years she couldn't work. So what am I saying? What I'm trying to say is that fear is the one that holds us back. And this fear is has paralyzed us. And the fear, if you let it, and it, it, that's it, your, your life is going to be wages. There won't be any improvement. There will not be any change. But guess what? When you push forward, when you move forward, when you just taking a deep breath and take that step 
the liberty is unbelievable. The opportunities is phenomenal. Yes, there is a lot of struggle. There is a lot of uh, learning and there is a lot of um, sacrifice. But you know what? They're building systems. And those systems are what is going to be the difference between trading your time for money every day and then building a business. The thing is, when I was starting, I read this book about uh, Robert Kiyosaki. Uh, read that, poor dad. Yeah, that one. In fact, anybody that has ever read it cannot be the same. There's no way that you are going to digest that book and still get up and go to work, come home, go to work, come home, go to work, come home. It is impossible because it will give you an awakening realization that you need to change your life and it's only up to you to change your life. No one is going to do it for you. No one is going to come from anywhere and encourage you to do it. It is just you and you alone. Now, in this book, um, Robert Kiyosaki talks about um, a story in a village that the, uh, the village wanted water, so they called the people in the town square to talk about, to, to beat for an hour, to beat, to be able to get a contract to supply the village with water. Two people won this beat, and, and one of them decided to build a tank. So he was busy building a tank, got his family involved, they built a tank, they did everything. And then the other one just disappeared. So everyone was worrying. What? You know, like, where, where is he gone? What is he doing? But of course he knew what he was doing. So while this first guy was building his tank and getting a bucket of water to put fetch water into the tank day in, day out, and all that in order to uh, fulfill his part of the contract, the second guy went to work. And guess what he was doing? He was trying to connect the river um, pipes, to sweep the pipe, connect the pipes to the village so that the people would have a constant water supply. And so on the day of the uh, opening ceremony, I mean, the, the, the guy with the tank started selling. He was making money and he was happy because he, he didn't have any competition and his, his, uh, his competitor had left. No one knew where he was. But that was short-lived because when the guy that was doing the pipe work came back, he came and all he did was just to open the pipe. And then that was water, water straight from the stream. He did not have to do anything for the rest of his life. And I feel that is genius because most of us, that's what we fail to do, to build a pipe instead of a tank. So you continuously uh, go to the well to fetch water, go back, uh, go to go back and fetch water continuously to fill the tank or to do your house chores instead of um, tapping into the opportunity of using using tubes and pipes to to get the water from the stream to your house and that that will make your life you know super easy yes digging those um, trenches and laying the pipes 
is difficult, it's super, probably super difficult, but guess what? Once it's all done, it's done. And all you do is just open your water. That is similar to running a business because if you are able to put the systems in place, all you ever need is to be there as an advocate, to be there to promote the business and things are being sold on autopilot. You don't have to do much um, after the beginning. So if you are listening to me, you know yourself, you know what is in your heart, you know that you want to rise up, you know that you want to kiss goodbye to lack of money, you know that you want to be free financially, you know that the fact that you are always short of money really drives you nuts. The fact that you are always short of money is something that it's not pleasant. The fact that you cannot go on holiday is not nice. The fact that you cannot buy your children what they want is not good. The fact that you would go to work and leave your children not knowing whether they do their homework, how they ate and went to bed, um, how they not there to read bedtime stories for them. You know all these things, that you're worth more than that. That you can't just live your life in hoping for the best one day or uh, just throwing your hands in the air and saying that, what can I do? You can do more. The reason why you are not doing is because you're afraid. You're afraid what if it doesn't work? You're afraid what if you fail? You're afraid what if people judge you? <laughs> you know what? Whatever anyone thinks of you is none of your business. It is their problem. thing is, you haven't heard it. In fact, I remember having a conversation with my, my mom way back in Ghana, and uh, she was uh, talking about this person that I need to do X, Y, Z for. And I said, for what? This person doesn't even know that I exist. And she says, oh, because of, she listed all her reasons. And then one of them is like, and if you don't do it, people are going to be talking. And I said, mom, I'm not a child. That's number one. Number two, whatever they say, that's their problem. I won't even hear it, you see. So I think that this is the attitude that we need to have, to just go past that fear. Go past the fact that I might fail because what if you don't? Because if you don't, if you don't move forward, if you don't step forward continuously, you are going to be stuck and you are not going to move forward and actually enjoy life. Those holidays will continue to be a dream. Your children would grow up by themselves. And the, 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 <laughs> the thing that got me into this, really, is because I did not even want my children to have the £50,000 debt as, as they graduate from uni. Because that is just a no-no. Because the thing is, yes, we say that, oh, it is government money. 
that they would uh, they would pay for their school fees. But they have to repay the money. 50000 for somebody to be able to clear 50000 before they even begin their lives. That's a big deal. So what would happen is that, I mean, in my opinion, that they will not have time for, for family. They will not have time for, for me when I grow older. They will not have time for my grandchildren. And I always tell my girls, you need to look up at my grandchildren and they'll be laughing their heads off. So, like, if you think about all these things, it's not worth you staying where you are and hoping for the best. You might not stop working, but you can do something on the side. You know, you can do, you can, there are so many opportunities for you to be able to work and do part-time business instead of full-time. And gradually, you could replace your income, your work income, when, when, when your business grows and starts to, starts to uh, gain grounds in, in, in you earning income, significant income from it. You can give up your job. But that can only happen if you start if you go past the fear. So in a nutshell, what I'm trying to say is that the only way that is possible for you to move forward is to be able to push past those fears. So if you have been listening to me, it's a straightforward thing. Well, it's not straightforward to say the least, but whoever you have seen that has succeeded in life has fears. So your ability to step forward and to move past that is what will make you a winner and what will make you get your heart desire. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you have, if you like it, um, share it, give it a thumbs up, comment, send me your comments. And um, of course, I will be speaking to you sooner rather than later. Take care. God bless. Hello there, it is Beatrice Yakubu, uh, founder of Social Marketing Success. This is your Social Marketing Success podcast where I discuss about how to grow your business using uh, digital marketing, using social media, and how to get yourself and your branding out there so that people can take you seriously, people can um, can buy from you for you to be able to make the money that you desire. Without further ado, let's uh, get started. In today's podcast, the question that I have for you is, what are you afraid of? I know, it is scary, isn't it? <laughs> you know what? Because, like somebody says, Fear is the thing that stops us from, that stops a lot of people from moving forward. Fear is, um, Jack, Jack Canfield described fear as um, false evidence appearing real. False evidence appearing real. In fact, when you are afraid of something, you are projecting that the future is going to be bad. But you're not even there yet. You are not, you haven't, you don't even know if you get there. 
but you're just afraid. And being afraid is the reason why many people don't take action. Many people would just leave where they are and just do what they've always done. In fact, I remember when I first came to this country and I I was working in the world, many people would say, oh, I've been in this for 20 years. I've been working in this world for 20 years. And I would look at them and think, how on earth can you just settle like that? For 20 years, you, you just doing what you do? You know, I, I, I couldn't see myself doing that, just doing one thing for 20 years, knowing that you are not going to go any further with that. You are not going to be, um, to be promoted beyond a certain level with that. Why would you do that? Why would and I, I didn't understand it until of course now I know that the word is a fear. People are afraid. They laugh the certainty of going to work every day, of meeting the same faces every day. But guess what? There are also the people complaining about work all the time. <laughs> That's really funny, isn't it? You know, Russell Branson would say, there's no need for us in the Western world to be stuck and not to be able to improve our lives. Why? Because the country of uh, Europe, America, um, Australia, they are capitalist nation. And for that reason, Things have been put in place so that you can take risk as a business owner. And if things go well, fair enough, you win. If it doesn't, then you get some kind of support because that's the only way that you can try. That is the only, I think that is the thing that would encourage people to continue to try. And in fact, my mentor, Caroline, Caroline Marsh, would say, she has she is yet to see somebody who has worked and worked and made money just just pause and let that sink in she is yet to see somebody who has worked and worked and worked and finally became wealthy but the thing is if that is the case why is 80 to 90 percent of people working working their whole life when I started work, I, um, you know, people who were in their forties used to look old to me <laughs> because I remember my school mom. Um, she was just forty then, but I remember seeing her so old because she had been working. I think at that time she'd been working for twenty years, and then she carried on after nursing. She carried on. She's recently retired anyway. But she's worked like 45 years in nursing, doing the same thing. Of course, things are not going to change. Jim Rowe would say, it is um, Zig Ziglar, one of them, either Jim Rowe or Zig Ziglar. It is insane doing the same thing over and over again and expecting change. People don't like change. People don't like uncertainty because they are afraid. 
What is your fear? What is stopping you from stepping forward? What is stopping you from doing what you have always wanted to do? In fact, for me, I've always wanted to see things, to see the world, to travel, to not be bound by financial constraints, not be bound by work. I just wanted to be free, even with my children. I wanted my children to see so many places in the world, to see so many things in the world, to be able to have a conversation wherever they are with other people who are talking about different parts of the world. I want to be part of the conversation and and, 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 and I want my children to be part of the conversation. But guess what? By being a nurse, I wasn't seeing that. There was no way that was going to happen. It wasn't going to happen, not because um, um, it wasn't it, it, it wasn't going to be me not making it happen. But it was just a circumstance. Because if you are a nurse with just a starting salary of 22000 and you work for 10 years and your salary is still under 30000 guess what? You can't do much. So apart from trading your time for, for, for the money that you don't see your children, you don't see, uh, you don't have your own liberty to do your own thing, you also do not even have the money to be able to enjoy yourself, to enjoy your life. So what's the point? Why do we not move? Why do we not do anything different? And I remember, again, at work, so many people are complaining. In fact, there's this lady, even right now, she's still complaining. She is complaining every time, but she's not ready to do anything about it. So what's the point in complaining? And then again, Jack Campbell would say, um, you know, the things that people complain about are the things that they know they can change. <laughs> when I heard that, it was so funny. I was like, really? Yes. I think it's true because his analogy is that um, gravity, gravity makes people fall. If 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 an elderly person fall um, and break their head, according to him, no one will blame gravity for that. No one will say, "Oh gosh, it's the gravity that made the person fall." So things that we cannot change, we accept them. But then things that we can, or things that we cannot change, we do not complain about them. But things that we can change are the things that we complain about. So that if you are complaining day in, day out about how bad your work is, which I hear a lot, <laughs> how bad your work is, like we are literally bickering. And especially for nurses, it's really, really awful. It is bad how we complain about work, how we complain about each other, how we complain about every patients, relatives. But then we're still there. There's nothing that you can do about it. Why don't you just do the work and stop complaining and probably develop yourself personally and move on? I mean, recently I uh, accompanied uh, a, a friend to a hearing in, in the in the in our organization, the National Midwife Council. And, uh, you know, it was shocking to see how nurses are suffering, like literally. 
are suffering because they've built this huge, they haven't built actually, they've hired this huge place. Um, it was about 18 hearing rooms and each of them, adjacent to each of them, has a waiting room. So that's how many? 36 rooms to interrogate nurses. Huh. I, 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 I really, really felt that day. I am so glad that I'm doing what I do. I am so pleased that, you know, I'm, I'm not stopping. I'm not standing. I'm not letting fear hold me back because you are afraid to move. And then all of a sudden, somebody reports you that you haven't done this, you haven't done that. You know, needless to say, she was cleared after three years of struggling with this guilt, struggling with an allegation. Three good years she couldn't work. So what am I saying? What I'm trying to say is that fear is the one that holds us back. And this fear... Is, has paralyzed us and the fear, if you let it, and it, it, that's it, your, your life is going to be where it is. There won't be any improvement. There will not be any change. But guess what? When you push forward, when you move forward, when you just taking a deep breath and take that step, the liberty is unbelievable. The opportunities is phenomenal. Yes, there is a lot of struggle. There is a lot of uh, learning and there is a lot of um, sacrifice. But you know what? They're building systems. And those systems are what is going to be the difference between trading your time for money every day and then building a business. The thing is, when I was starting, I read this book about uh, Robert Kiyosaki, uh, Read That Poor Dad. Yeah, that one. In fact, anybody that has ever read it cannot be the same. There's no way that you are going to digest that book and still get up and go to work, come home, go to work, come home, go to work, come home. It is impossible because it will give you an awakening realization that you need to change your life and it's only up to you to change your no one is going to do it for you no one is going to come from anywhere and encourage you to do it it is just you and you alone now in this book um robert kiyosaki talks about um a story in a village that they uh, the village wanted water so they called the people in the town square to talk about to to beat for an hour to beat to be able to get a contract to supply the village with water. Two people want this beat, and then one of them decided to build a tank. So he was busy building a tank, got his family involved. They built a tank. They did everything, and then the other one just disappeared. So everyone was worrying, what? You know, like, where, where is he gone? What is he doing? But of course he knew what he was doing. So while this 
first guy was building his tank and getting a bucket of water to put fetch water into the tank day in, day out, and all that in order to uh, fulfill his part of the contract. The second guy went to work, and guess what he was doing? He was trying to connect the river um, pipes to tube the pipe, connect the pipes to the village so that the people would have a constant water supply. And so on the day of the uh, opening ceremony, I mean, the, the, the guy with the tank started selling. He was making money and he was happy because he, he didn't have any competition and his, his, uh, his competitor had left. No one knew where he was. But that was short-lived because when the guy that was doing the pipe work came back, he came and all he did was just to open the pipe. And then that was water, water straight from the stream. He did not have to do anything for the rest of his life. And I feel that is genius because most of us, that's what we fail to do, to build a pipe instead of a tank. So you continuously uh, go to the well to fetch water, go back, uh, go to go back and fetch water continuously to fill the tank or to do your house chores instead of um, tapping into the opportunity of using using tubes and pipes to to get the water from the stream to your house and that that will make your life you know super easy yes digging those um, trenches and laying the pipes is difficult it's super probably super difficult but guess what once it's all done it's done and all you do is just open the water that is similar to running a business because if you are able to put the systems in place all you ever need is to be there as an advocate to be there to promote the business and things are being sold on autopilot you don't have to do much um, after the beginning so if you are listening to me you know yourself you know what is in your heart you know that you want to rise up you know that you want to kiss goodbye to lack of money. You know that you want to be free financially. You know that the fact that you are always short of money really drives you nuts. The fact that you are always short of money is something that is not pleasant. The fact that you cannot go on holiday it's not nice. The fact that you cannot buy your children what they want is not good. The fact that you would go to work and leave your children not knowing whether they do their homework, how they ate and went to bed, um, how they not there to read bedtime stories for them. You know all this. That you're worth more than that. That you can't just live your life and hoping for the best one day, or uh, just throwing your hands in the air and saying that, what can I do? You can do more. The reason why you are not doing is because you're afraid. You're afraid what if it doesn't work? You're afraid what if you fail? You're afraid what if people judge you? <laughs> you know what? Whatever anyone thinks of you is none of your business. It is their problem. 
thing is, you haven't heard it. In fact, I remember having a conversation with my, my mom way back in Ghana, and uh, she was uh, talking about this person that I need to do X, Y, Z for. And I said, for what? This person doesn't even know that I exist. And she says, oh, because of, she listed all her reasons. And then one of them is like, and if you don't do it, people are going to be talking. And I said, well, I'm not a child. That's number one. Number two, whatever they say, that's their problem. I won't even hear it, you see. So I think that this is the attitude that we need to have, to just go past that fear. Go past the fact that I might fail because what if you don't? Because if you don't, if you don't move forward, if you don't step forward continuously, you are going to be stuck and you are not going to move forward and actually enjoy life. Those holidays will continue to be a dream. Your children would grow up by themselves. And the, 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 the thing that got me into this, really, is because I did not even want my children to have the £50,000 debt as, as they graduate from uni. Because that is just a no-no. Because the thing is, yes, we say that, oh, it is government money that they would uh, they would pay for their school fees. But they have to repay the money. 50000 For somebody to be able to clear 50000 before they even begin their life, that's a big deal. So what would happen is that, I mean, in my opinion, that they will not have time for, for family. They will not have time for, for me when I grow older. They will not have time for my grandchildren. And I always tell my girls, you need to look up at my grandchildren and then they'll be laughing their heads off. So, like, if you think about all these things, it's not worth you staying where you are and hoping for the best. You might not stop working, but you can do something on the side. You know, you can do, you can, there are so many opportunities for you to be able to work and do part-time business instead of full-time. And gradually, you could replace your income, your work income, when, when, when your business grows and starts to, starts to uh, gain grounds in, in, in you earning income, significant income from it. You can give up your job. But that can only happen if you start if you go past the fear. So in a nutshell, what I'm trying to say is that the only way that is possible for you to move forward is to be able to push past those fears. So if you have been listening to me, it's a straightforward thing. Well, it's not straightforward to say the least, but whoever you have seen that has succeeded in life has fears. So your ability to step forward and to move past that is what will make you a winner and what will make you get your heart desire. 
Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you have, if you like it, um, share it, give it a thumbs up, comment, send me your comments. And um, of course, I will be speaking to you sooner rather than later. Take care. God bless. Hello there. It is Beatrice Yakubu, uh, founder of Social Marketing Success. This is your Social Marketing Success podcast where I discuss about how to grow your business using uh, digital marketing, using social media, and how to get yourself and your branding out there so that people can take you seriously, people can, um, can buy from you for you to be able to make the money that you desire. Without further ado, let's uh, get started. In today's podcast, the question that I have for you is, what are you afraid of? I know, it is scary, isn't it? (laughs) You know what? Because, like somebody says, fear is the thing that stops us from, that stops a lot of people from moving forward. Fear is, um, Jack, Jack Canfield described fear as um, false evidence appearing real. False evidence appearing real. In fact, when you are afraid of something, you are projecting that the future is going to be bad. But you're not even there yet. You are not, you haven't, you don't even know if you get there. But you're just afraid. And being afraid is the reason why many people don't take action. Many people would just leave where they are and just do what they've always done. In fact, I remember when I first came to this country and I I was working in the world, many people would say, oh, I have been in this for 20 years. I've been working in this world for 20 years. And I would look at them and think, how on earth can you just settle like that for 20 years? You, you just doing what you do? You know, I, I, I couldn't see myself doing that, just doing one thing for 20 years, knowing that you are not going to go any further with that. You are not going to be, um, to be promoted beyond a certain level with that why would you do that why would and I, I didn't understand it until of course now I know that the word is fear people are afraid they laugh the certainty of going to work every day of meeting the same faces every day but guess what there are also the people complaining about work all the time <laughs> That's really funny, isn't it? You know, Russell Branson would say, there's no need for us in the Western world to be stuck and not to be able to improve our lives. Why? Because the country of uh, Europe, America, um, Australia, they are capitalist nation. And for that reason... Things have been put in place so that you can take risk as a business owner. And if things go well, fair enough, you win. If it doesn't, 
then you get some kind of support because that's the only way that you can try. That is the only, I think that is the thing that would encourage people to continue to try. And in fact, my mentor, Caroline, Caroline Marsh, would say she has, she is yet to see somebody who has worked and worked and made money. Just, just pause and let that sink in. She is yet to see somebody who has worked and worked and worked and finally became wealthy. But the thing is, if that is the case, why is 80 to 90% of people working, working their whole life. When I started work, I, um, you know, people who were in their 40s used to look old to me. <laughs> because I remember my school mom, um, she was just 40 then. But I remember seeing her so old because she had been working. I think at that time she'd been working for 20 years. And then she carried on after nursing. She carried on. She's recently retired anyway. But she's worked like 45 years in nursing, doing the same thing. Of course, things are not going to change. Jim Rowe would say, it is um, Zig Ziglar, one of them, either Jim Rowe or Zig Ziglar. It is insane doing the same thing over and over again and expecting change. People don't like change. People don't like uncertainty because they are afraid. What is your fear? What is stopping you from stepping forward? What is stopping you from doing what you have always wanted to do? In fact, for me, I've always wanted to see things, to see the world, to travel, to not be bound by financial constraints, not be bound by work. I just wanted to be free, even with my children. I wanted my children to see so many places in the world, to see so many things in the world, to be able to have a conversation wherever they are with other people who are talking about different parts of the world. I want to be part of the conversation and, 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 and I want my children to be part of the conversation. But guess what? By being a nurse, I wasn't seeing that. There was no way that was going to happen. It wasn't going to happen, not because um, um, it, wasn't, it, it, it wasn't going to be me not making it happen. But it was just a circumstance. Because if you are a nurse with just a starting salary of 22000 and you work for 10 years and your salary is still under 30000 guess what? You can't do much. So apart from trading your time for, for, for the money that you don't see your children, you don't see, uh, you don't have your own liberty to do your own thing, you also do not even have the money to be able to enjoy yourself, to enjoy your life. So what's the point? Why do we not move? Why do we not do anything different? And I remember, again, at work, so many people are complaining. In fact, there's this lady, even right now, she's still complaining. She is complaining every time, but she's not ready to do anything about it. So what's the point in complaining? And then again, Jack Comfort would say, um, 
you know, the things that people complain about are the things that they know they can change. <laughs> when I heard that, it was so funny. I was like, really? Yes. I think it's true because his analogy is that um, gravity, gravity makes people fall. If, if, if an elderly person falls um, and breaks their hip, according to him, no one will blame gravity for that. No one will say, oh gosh, it's the gravity that made the person fall. So things that we cannot change, we accept them. But then things that we can, or things that we cannot change, we do not complain about them. But things that we could change are the things that we complain about. So that if you are complaining day in, day out about how bad your work is, which I hear a lot. <laughs> how bad your work is like we are literally bickering and especially for nurses it's really really awful it is bad how we complain about work how we complain about each other how we complain about every patients relatives but then we're still there there's nothing that you can do about it why don't you just do the work and stop complaining and probably develop yourself personally and move on. I mean, recently I uh, accompanied uh, a, a friend to a hearing in in the in the in our organization, the National Midwife Council, and uh, you know it was shocking to see how nurses are suffering, like literally are suffering. Because they've built this huge, they haven't built actually, they've hired this huge place. Um, it was about 18 hearing rooms and each of them, adjacent to each of them, has a waiting room. So that's how many? 36 rooms to interrogate nurses. Huh. I, 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 I really, really felt that day I am so glad that I'm doing what I do I am so pleased that you know I'm, I'm not stopping I'm not standing I'm not letting fear hold me back because you are afraid to move and then all of a sudden somebody reports you that you haven't done this you haven't done that you know needless to say she was cleared after three years of struggling with this guilt, struggling with an allegation. Three good years she couldn't work. So what am I saying? What I'm trying to say is that fear is the one that holds us back. And this fear is has paralyzed us. And the fear, if you let it, and it, it, that's it. Your, your life is going to be where it is. There won't be any improvement. There will not be any change. But guess what? When you push forward, when you move forward, when you just taking a deep breath and take that step, the liberty is unbelievable. The opportunities is phenomenal. Yes, there is a lot of struggle, there is a lot of uh, learning, and there is a lot of um, sacrifice. But you know what? They're building systems. And those systems are 
what is going to be the difference between trading your time for money every day and then building a business. The thing is, when I was starting, I read this book about uh, Robert Kiyosaki, uh, Read That, Poor Dad. Yeah, that one. In fact, anybody that has ever read it cannot be the same. There's no way that you are going to digest that book and still get up and go to work, come home, go to work, come home, go to work, come home. It is impossible because it will give you an awakening, realization that you need to change your life and it's only up to you to change your No one is going to do it for you. No one is going to come from anywhere and encourage you to do it. It is just you and you alone. Now, in this book, um, Robert Kiyosaki talks about um, a story in a village that the, uh, the village wanted water, so they called the people in the town square to talk about, to, to bid for an hour, to bid to be able to get a contract to supply the village with water. Two people won this bid, and then one of them decided to build a tank. So he was busy building a tank, got his family involved, they built a tank, they did everything. And then the other one just disappeared. So everyone was worrying, what? You know, like, where, where is he gone? What is he doing? But of course he knew what he was doing. So while this first guy was building his tank and getting a bucket of water to put fetch water into the tank day in, day out, and all that, in order to uh, fulfill his part of the contract, the second guy went to work. And guess what he was doing? He was trying to connect the river um, pipes, to sweep the pipe, connect the pipes to the village so that the people would have a constant water supply. And so on the day of the uh, opening ceremony, I mean, the, the, the guy with the tank started selling he was making money and he was happy because he, he didn't have any competition and his his uh, his competitor had left. No one knew where he was. But that was short-lived because when the guy that was doing the pipe work came back, he came and all he did was just to open the pipe. And then that was water, water straight from the stream. He did not have to do anything for the rest of his life. And I feel that is genius because most of us, that's what we fail to do, to build a pipe instead of a tank. So you continuously uh, go to the well to fetch water, go back, uh, go to, go back and fetch water continuously to fill the tank or to do your house chores instead of um, tapping into the opportunity of using using tubes and pipes to to get the water from the stream to your house and that that will make your life you know super easy yes digging those um trenches and laying the pipes is difficult it's super probably super difficult but guess what once it's all done it's done and all you do is just open the water that is similar to running a business because if you are able to put the systems in place, all you ever need 
is to be there as an advocate, to be there to promote the business. And things are being sold on autopilot. You don't have to do much um, after the beginning. So if you are listening to me, you know yourself. You know what is in your heart. You know that you want to rise up. You know that you want to kiss goodbye to lack of money. You know that you want to be free financially. You know that the fact that you are always short of money really drives you nuts. The fact that you are always short of money is something that is not pleasant. The fact that you cannot go on holiday is not nice. The fact that you cannot buy your children what they want is not good. The fact that you would go to work and leave your children not knowing whether they do their homework, how they ate and went to bed, um, how they not there to read bedtime stories for them. You know all this and that you're worth more than that. That you can't just live your life and hoping for the best one day or uh, just throwing your hands in the air and saying that, what can I do? You can do more. The reason why you are not doing is because you're afraid. You're afraid what if it doesn't work? You're afraid what if you fail? You're afraid what if people judge you? <laughs> you know what? Whatever anyone thinks of you is none of your business. It is their problem. thing is, you haven't heard it. In fact, I remember having a conversation with my, my mom way back in Ghana, and uh, she was uh, talking about this person that I need to do X, Y, Z for. And I said, for what? This person doesn't even know that I exist. And she says, oh, because of... She listed all her reasons. And then one of them is like, and if you don't do it, people are going to be talking. And I said, well, I'm not a child. That's number one. Number two, whatever they say, that's their problem. I won't even hear it, you see. So I think that this is the attitude that we need to have. To just go past that fear. Go past the fact that I might fail. Because what if you don't? Because if you don't, if you don't move forward, if you don't step forward continuously, you are going to be stuck, and you are not going to move forward and actually enjoy life. Those holidays will continue to be a dream. Your children will grow up by themselves, and the the. the <laughs> The thing that got me into this, really, is because I did not even want my children to have the £50,000 debt as, as they graduate from uni. Because that is just a no-no. Because the thing is, yes, we say that, oh, it is government money that they would uh, they would pay for their school fees. But they have to repay the money. 50000 For somebody to be able to clear 50000 before they even begin their life, that's a big deal. So what would happen is that, I mean, in my opinion, 
that they will not have time for for family. They will not have time for for me when I grow older. They will not have time for my grandchildren. And I always tell my girls, you need to look up at my grandchildren and then they'll be laughing their heads off. So, like, if you think about all these things, it's not worth you staying where you are and hoping for the best. You might not stop working, but you can do something on the side. You know, you can do, you can, there are so many opportunities for you to be able to work and do part-time business instead of full-time. And gradually, you could replace your income, your work income, when, when, when your business grows and starts to starts to uh, gain grounds in, in, in you earning income, significant income from it. You can give up your job. But that can only happen if you start, if you go past the fear. So in a nutshell, what I'm trying to say is that the only way that is possible for you to move forward is to be able to push past those fears. So if you have been listening to me, it's a straightforward thing. Well, it's not straightforward to say the least. But whoever you have seen that has succeeded in life has fears. So your ability to step forward and to move past that is what will make you a winner and what will make you get your heart desire. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you have, if you like it, um, share it, give it a thumbs up, comment, send me your comments. And um, of course, I will be speaking to you sooner rather than later. Take care. God bless.